Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And we are talking about uh, passwords and storage, uh, and Richard was saying that he does letters and numbers, uh, which is always a good idea. And, you know, encryption is very, very important if you don't want people to, to get in uh, to the phones and, you know, it uh, to get into your passwords, rather. And I have, and I think we have a call first, so we'll, let's take the call. Um, and why am I not seeing? We do have a call. Okay, so who's that from? Gary in Huntington Beach. Oh, why don't I see that? Oh, Gary. Okay, I'm sorry. It didn't come off my screen. Gary, hey, how are you? Welcome to the show. I'm doing well, guys. How are you? We are just wonderful. Now, who loves you, baby? Uh, you do, do, Gary. You do, Gary. Who, who calls you all the time? You do. Okay. What do you want? You want something free? Yes. Yeah, so that's it. Gary, for many, many years, has been coming to my uh, live broadcast in, in Los Angeles on ABC. And uh, we are going to attempt to do one we're of those. We're going to do one we're of those one, one of these days. Year. We're going to, you know, maybe when there's like, if there's some sort of computer show in town or something, you know, convention. Something where we can broadcast yeah. from. Yeah. Uh, is that why you're calling? Because you want free stuff? Well, uh, uh, you you started it, sure. I did. No, I did. actually, Gary, do you have a question? Yeah, <laughs> no, but, actually, yeah. But before he answers his question, he's right. I, I did start it many years ago. I started giving, doing fabulous, amazing. Would you say they were incredible giveaways, Gary? Uh, so, so stupendous. Yeah, they were really quite good. So we're going to try to do that again and, and do a live event. Uh, so thank you for reminding me. We will try to do that. So anyway, what's up with you? Well, I, I was going to say, you know, I keep saying I'll come over to your garage, just cut out the middle middleman, <laughs> exactly. and uh, you know. You know, just just email me your address, and I'll and I'll have Marsha drop all the stuff off to you. Oh, wonderful! All right, then we can both watch that uh, movie that she won't admit that she watched. Exactly, <laughs> it's a win-win situation. Absolutely. Anyway, um, I got Outlook 2003. Yeah, is I there, love it. Okay, is there no way to um, uh, omit certain words in email? Uh, subject matters. Uh, the word must be out on me. I keep getting all these things for, well, you know. Oh, you mean Mail. coming? Oh, you're talking about coming yeah. in, words coming in. Okay, right. that, that would be the function. Yeah, Outlook 2003 has a limited spam filter. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, uh, or you may not know, I use the Yogi. Okay, uh, right. It's a little thing that plugs into a USB port, and that filters all Internet through there. And does that stop spam? That does stop. Well, it marks phishing and it marks spam emails. Now, you know, the problem is that these companies are getting more clever. And I seem to get on my on my old ABC site, I got more spam, Viagra, all these other things. Maybe they knew something that I didn't know. But I was getting these, and I noticed that every time, you know, you'd filter something out, the the headline would now be, Instead of being Viagra, it's never Viagra. It's uh, your computer or your credit card or something, and then you get it passes by the spam filter, and then it's it's the same thing again. It's you know it's one of these things that you can't filter out. So they're clever enough to change the way they send them, and as soon as they get emails bouncing back, then they just change the format that they send them. So it's very very difficult to do that. Now, who is your uh, internet provider? Uh, to my home computer, it's AOL. AOL, okay. Uh, AOL, I don't believe you can AOL do this AOL does on. have a way that you well, can mark a spam things filter. as spam. 
They do. Yes, and once you, through AOL, if you pick your email up on AOL instead of through Outlook, you know, if you go to AOL.com, Mm-hmm. You can mark by putting a check mark right, which ones right. you want to spam, and in the future, those IP addresses will be filtered from your email. Mm. Okay. Well, I was I was kind of hoping that that I wouldn't get them at all. I mean, in in Outlook, you have junk email, and we you can have all dream. and you have spam, and Outlook's pretty good at putting them into those various buckets. But every once in a while, it goofs, so I find myself still kind of having to go through. All the uh, emails to find out if they let something through that I'm supposed to read. Yeah, you, the the only way that I know of, of being effective is, and Outlook does have a spam filter, and they do have a, what they call a junk mail filter. Right, and you can make settings on those. Now, right. you might want to go in and do that. Uh, go into your junk mail folder and right click on one of the emails. And you'll see there's junk mail sit- settings. Mm-hmm. I don't have an out- I don't have it in front of me on this computer, but poke around there. There should be some settings that you can set up. Hmm. Okay. I'm kind of looking at the. Yeah. Right click the... on one of the emails. Mm-hmm. Let's see. And there and there is and I think I have now I think I have the newer unfortunately version of Outlook on here. So let me take a look as I'm doing that too. Yeah. I have 2007. Uh, but there is a junk email filter in there. Yeah, well, your computer won't work. So. Uh, no, well, it works for some things. 2003 works just fine. Uh, let's see. The uh, There's a junk mail thing, and it says add sender to... Now, I don't know if you have this in your... Yeah, oh, add Okay, sender. add sender to blocked senders list. Do you see that? Uh, I don't have that. I well, have... there's something similar. Okay, I've got advanced find empty junk mail... Uh, copy junk email, new folder, add to folder favorites, mark as red, process all marked headers, process... Now, this, now have you... This is... You right-clicked on a on an email? Oh, uh, no, Not I'm... Not folder. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, no. That's okay. And, go, to, go to an email in there. Well, I've already deleted them. So you don't have any emails effectively no. in there? All right, you Not should right be now. able to right-click on an email, and then you should see something in there that says, um, blo- you know, or block configure, this. configure junk mail options or configure spam options. That's oh. what it says. And that okay. will help to some degree. Now, I will tell you, though, what I use, and it's, and it's very effective, and now you have to have this particular uh, ISP, but Earthlink has a tremendous email online site where it filters, I would say, 90% of the junk email. Hmm. And it doesn't even send it to my Outlook inbox. So by the time it's filtered, I then go to that every day and I check it. Because every once in a while, you know, there's something in there that you want to get. And they have an email spamming thing that says, if, for example, if Marcia sends me an email and she's not one of my recognized people, she has to fill out a little form that says that that accepts, that I will accept. So um, that's a good way to do it. And AOL is, is similar. There's one other software you might look into, which I love and I use, even though I have all these protections, is MailWasher. Now, that's a free program if you only have one email address. And what it does is it reads the emails off the server, and you can select which is spam, which isn't spam. You can even select which ones you want bounced. And it'll bounce them right from your server. Hmm. You can delete them directly. It's called MailWasher. Just uh, Google that. And uh, yeah, and I've actually used that program before. I it's use that program. on all my computers. Yeah. So there are a number of ways you can do it. I, I, I don't know that we'll ever get to the point where we can eliminate all of this stuff. But at yeah. least it will filter some of these problems out, and it should solve most of the problems and get most of it uh, off your computer. 
Okay. Yeah, because if I don't if I don't uh, go through and eliminate uh, all of them in, in a day and a half, I'll have 120, 140. Yeah. Use mail uh, washer. That's the easiest yeah. way to tr- to do it. Give it a try. I- I've been using it for years. Yeah, there you go. Okay. All right, all right. guys. Hey, good thank Gary. Good talking to you as always. And one you of these bet. days we will see each other in person. I'll I'll keep my fingers crossed. Yeah, me too. Thanks for calling oh. in. Take <laughs> bye care. Bye bye. Now, Mark, let's talk a little more about these passwords. Let's do that. Okay. Okay. Well, go. All right. <laughs> I'll yeah. go then. Okay. Uh, you know, interestingly enough. Everybody thinks, well, my password's secure, or maybe you just don't pay attention. But believe it or not, there are ten of the most common passwords. There are more than ten. In my books, I actually have a whole grid chart of the most common passwords. And if your password is one of these, you might as well give your wallet to the next guy you see on the street (laughs) because they're useless. First thing that hackers look for, and the most common, is password. Mm -hmm. Then one, two, three, four, five, six. Very and yeah, then exactly. Q-W-E-R-T-Y, which are the top letters of the keyboard. Mm-hmm. ABC123, also. Okay. Uh, let me in. <laughs> like that. Let me I in is like good. that one. Uh, monkey. Why monkey? I don't know, but monkey is monkey, how number funny. six. Okay. MySpace1 is number seven. Okay. Password1 is number eight. Link182. I don't know. Maybe that has something to do with the Zelda game. I'm not really sure. Could be. And uh, number 10, drumroll, is your first name. Yeah, well, exactly. And, uh, you know, any number and just think about the most common words. Yeah, combine something, like if it's Marsha, and it would be Marsha... Or pick a distant distant relative and come up with a series of numbers. That's why I ask you, whenever you sign on to a security site, they say to you, what is your... Your mother's maiden name. Never give. By the way, never give that one. You want to know why you should never give why? of all the choices they give you? Because that is the only one that your bank uses for identification. Interesting. So you do not want your mother's maiden name out publicly at all. Interesting. The only one who should have that is your bank. Okay, that's a good tip. Uh, so you want to come, as we said, yeah, you want to use who is your first pet, use all right, the others. Right, exactly. I find that sad. I don't want to use my first pet because mm. it's sad. So, um, but you know, there are a number of things you can certainly do to do that with. And just be very, very careful because people can hack into your passwords. Well, speaking of that. Yeah. Okay. Um, in Firefox, mm-hmm. there is a way, like when your computer gets broken and you give it over to the local genius at the local repair shop, mm-hmm. did you know that he can see all your passwords? Uh, in Firefox, you're saying? Or yeah, in, in, uh, well, in Firefox, right. yeah. Okay, so what I'm going to tell you, folks, is those of you who use Firefox, I'm going to tell you how to avoid this. But the first thing I want to tell you is, you know when you go to a website and confirm, do you want Firefox to remember this password? And it gives you the options, remember, never for this site, not now. Mm-hmm. I wish there was an option that said only if it's right. But right <laughs> that's yeah, not right, one of yeah, the options. Right. Um if you are on a website that you don't want anybody to ever know that mm-hmm. you go to that website, do not click Never for This Site because there because. is a file that's easily acce- accessible in Firefox. Called Never. Never. So, you know, if you don't want people to know that you go to yeah. .com, mm-hmm. um, it will be posted for all to see and easily accessible. Nice. So just put in Not Now if you don't want to be noticed. Okay, so that's a good idea. Now, to access your passwords that you've forgotten, you know, like I use four or five different passwords and 
sometimes I just forget. You need to go to Tools and then Options and Security. And when you go, uh, that's the top bar, Tools, select Options. And then when the, the Options window opens up, click Security. You will see something that says Passwords. And there you will see the magic exceptions thing that you can click on and okay. see all the ones that your spouse has ex- decided not to store the password of. But there's a check mark that says remember passwords for sites. And then you click on show passwords. You can do that and what it will do is show passwords. Uh, it will show your username. You have to click a second time to show passwords and it says are you sure you wish to show your passwords? Click check. No, uh, check yes or no, and it will show all the passwords. If you don't want somebody to be able to see this, go back to that options page and put a click mark in use a master password. Mm -hmm. That way, nobody, when you first turn on Firefox, it will ask you for that master password, and it will automatically fill in all your passwords as you go. Ah. Also, it will require if anybody opens this option box to look at your passwords, okay. like to your Citibank account right. or whatever, uh, and they click on show passwords, they would have to type in that master password. Okay. So be sure it's something you're going to remember, and that's really a top security yeah, you thing bet. to know. Yeah, uh, th- you bet. Now, I think you can answer this question. What piece of software do I hate the most in life? Norton. Yes. <laughs> Guess what? I just got back on the Internet for two hours on my laptop. I've been trying. You know why? Why? I uninstalled Norton. Oh, your favorite. And, I, and it's n- I'm now back. We'll talk a little bit more about this, and I'll tell the you about terrors Norton. of Norton. Isn't this terrible? All right, we will be right back. Got a little bit more time left. Don't leave us. This is Marsha Collier along with Mark Cohen on WSRadio.com, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. We have all lost a close relative or friend, a mother or father, grandparent or good friend that made a difference in our lives. As painful as it is to lose a loved one, it can also be a time to celebrate a life. To remember and honor them, we would like to introduce a new concept called In Loving Memory Radio, an hour-long Internet radio show allowing family and friends to call in from around the world. During the live broadcast, they can share stories and memories for the world to hear. The show streams live on WS Radio and is archived for listening on demand 24-7. It includes audio CDs to be cherished forever. Sometimes it's not possible for everyone to attend a funeral or memorial. In Loving Memory Radio allows family and friends to participate. It also creates a lasting legacy for future generations to appreciate. Learn more by logging on to InLovingMemoryRadio.com. That's InLovingMemoryRadio.com. We are AbundantEarthOnly.com, a website offering thousands of natural, organic, health and wellness-oriented products. Our unique selection of environmentally sensitive and earth-friendly products are for those who wish to make a difference in the world. And because we believe in the universal oneness, we donate a portion of our profits toward worthy causes. We know you'll like our growing list of thousands of the finest earth-friendly products available. We also insist that you are fully satisfied with the quality of all your product purchases. If for any reason you are unsatisfied, simply return the new and unused product within 30 days of purchase for a full refund or credit, whichever you prefer. 
That's AbundantEarthOnly.com AbundantEarthOnly.com Changing the galaxy one planet at a time. The team at eBay Radio focuses on helping you make the most of your sales on eBay. In fact, that's what the show is all about. We sell on eBay ourselves, so we understand your interest level in seeking out the very best and latest information to help you sell on eBay. To that end, we have recently brought together 10 of the top sellers on eBay. We ask each of them to give us five of their best-selling tips based on their years of experience. We're pleased to announce that all 50 tips are now available to listen to for free and on-demand 24-7 at 50sellingtips.com. That's 50sellingtips.com. We wanted to learn from the best, and these experts collectively have over 100 years of selling experience on eBay. It's a gift from our eBay radio team to you, and it's free for the listening. So take your eBay selling to the next level. Learn from the experts who've been there, done that. 50sellingtips.com To be successful selling on eBay or anywhere online, you must find the products at wholesale prices through dependable suppliers. You need OneStopProductSourcing.com Created by the product sourcing editor for eBay Radio, Worldwide Brand CEO Chris Malta, OneStopProductSourcing.com is complete with the tools and information you need. You'll save time because Worldwide Brands checks out thousands of wholesalers willing to work with eBay and online sellers. This new site offers an online directory for millions of products from dependable wholesalers. From drop shippers to light bulk wholesalers, the directory is constantly updated. OneStopProductSourcing.com is the world's largest database for e-commerce wholesalers. Check out the free preview at OneStopProductSourcing.com. That's OneStopProductSourcing.com. They've already done the work for you. Well, the war is over, and just as I thought, Blu-ray is the winner. So what does that mean to you? Well, it means high-quality audio and video for your computer and your big-screen TV. Thanks to a new partnership between Philips and LightOn, or PLDS as I like to call them, because the world doesn't have enough acronyms, gives them access to hundreds of Blu-ray patents. LightOn has a long reputation for high-quality optical drives. PLDS products offer the highest quality at the most affordable prices. Blu-ray products are designed to give users the flexibility to burn Blu-ray discs and watch Blu-ray movies directly from your PC. PLDS has a great lineup of Blu-ray products to satisfy most consumer needs, including a new 4x BD internal writer and an internal and external BD-ROM for easy playback of your favorite movies. To learn more about Philips and LightOn digital solutions and the new Blu-ray disc format, visit them at www.lightonamericas.com. Information, news, and entertainment on demand. Log on, listen, and learn. Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And welcome back. Just a little bit of the show left, so we want to tell you quickly. Uh, we'll save the whole Norton story for another time, but I have had yeah, nothing. Yeah, I just want everybody to know that for the entire show, Mark has been futzing and cursing yes. under his breath because he couldn't get the Internet on his laptop. Now, I, could get, I could get certain connections, right. but I couldn't get Internet Explorer. And why? And I have had major issues with Norton 
from the beginning of time, causing crashes, causing issues. And I had this laptop, which uh, came with a 90-day Norton, which a lot of them do, and I wish they wouldn't do that. Uh, it was coming up with an, a message saying, do you want to renew? Do you want to renew? Do you want to renew? You know, 47 times I got the renew message. And finally I got annoyed by it, so I shut down the process and didn't think much about it. I did it a day or two ago, and then I stopped getting connected to the Internet couldn't connect. I've been, as Marcia said, for two hours here. I've been playing around back and forth. And then I went, aha! Norton. I uninstalled Norton from the computer, and now I'm connected magic, to the internet. Magic. Yeah, yeah okay. I hate that Norton. Alright, so we'll talk some other time about Norton. Uh, the reasons for buying a desktop instead of a laptop. One, the, you've certainly got a better price to what you can get. You can buy a cheap laptop, and you can buy a cheap desktop. But a cheap desktop has the power of an expensive laptop. So when you buy a laptop computer and you want a high-end... Now, Marcia, you've been searching for a, a laptop computer. Your pricing is what? Uh, probably about $1,200. $1,200, okay. And and that's a, kind of a middle ground Exactly, laptop. but I have to tell you that I have a desktop gives me no problems. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. It's just that sometimes I don't want to be in my office. I would really rather yes. be writing out by the pool. And that is an issue. So you, you do... The only time... Truly, you ever need a laptop computer, there are two reasons. One, when you travel, as Marcia does a lot of traveling, so she needs her laptop computer with her. Yeah, I have a mini laptop for that. Right. Or you really want to, or, well, traveling is the other issue. You want to watch a DVD movie on a plane. You want to do something like that. Beyond that, other than the cool ability of having your laptop, there really isn't any reason to do that. There's cheaper ownership uh, cost to the computer. You know, and it's interesting because many, many people are buying laptops to use as desktops. Right. And, and I've wondered about that. Well, so they're th- cheaper. You're saying no, huh? I mean, no, because they're cheaper. Remember that a, a desktop is cheaper to, to uh, upgrade or repair. And repair. My repair, goodness, yeah. you can fix your own lap, uh, desktop. If no you're problem. handy, you, you know, right. you, let's say you got a video card problem. I do it, yeah. You take off the top of your computer take, and you take off the old one. Jiggle the handle. Yeah, kind of like a toilet, handle. yeah. Yeah, I mean, so you can't do that on a laptop. Right. You can't open the parts. I don't like, I've done that. I've put in extra memory in a laptop and I do, it's all too tightly packed in It's there. very, very difficult to do Oh, by the way, that. speaking of tech, I replaced an LCD screen on a sidekick. You told me that. We'll save I'm, that for, oh. yeah, we'll save that for another story. Yeah, that'll that was be good impressive. Um, it's less likely to be stolen. Unless there are people in and out of your yeah, house. Yeah, right, exactly. A little harder to walk out the door with a, a desktop, desktop and yeah. a laptop. Got to have a hand truck. Uh, yeah, you're not going to run to the bathroom and have somebody steal your uh, your <laughs> desktop, likely. And um, it it's better for your posture, frankly. So typically... Yeah, you're not all hunched over. Yeah, when you're using a laptop computer, either one you can't really use. And note that laptop names are now notebook computers. Right. Because they get too hot. Oh, yeah, the like, yeah. little fireboxes. Yeah. If, you, if you don't ever want to have <laughs> yeah, children minus, again, leave yeah. your notebook computer you on You know your... what I do? I, I know this is ridiculous, but, like, I will stack books up and put my laptop on the stack of books so that it's at eye right. level. And I've done that, actually, too. But that but, really screws up your arms. Well, sure, and you're not sitting in an ergonomically correct right. place. Right, You know, you're not sitting facing the... the so that that is... If you have back issues... I think it just issues, talked me out about I'll getting a laptop. laptop. So uh, it really is important, and I'm... In my office, I'm ergonomically correct. I've got my monitors lined up correctly. I have a chair that's correct. All that kind of stuff. So uh, we've got all of that uh, going on. Now, before we go, we're just about out of time. So, uh, Marsha, tell us about eBay Live. Next week, I'm going to be in Chicago at eBay Live which is eBay's annual convention, fun fest, exhibit area, classes I teach for eBay, my starting an eBay business class. For Mm -hmm. those of you who want to start an eBay business, come listen to my class. 
Uh, it's reasonable. Go to ebay.com slash ebay live and you can still sign up. It's at the McCormick Center in Chicago. Fun festivities, prizes. It's a great, cool. great thing, and you get to learn so much. And we will be, you will be on our show next week for at least the first hour of the first show. First hour. Uh, hopefully, I'll be on some remote broadcast. It'll be an adventure. Uh, that will be fun. We haven't done that before here. So um, make sure you listen next week because that will be fun. Marsha will be able to update us live from Chicago. Um, and go visit Marsha if you have an opportunity at the, uh, at yes, the show. Yes, my publisher, John Wiley, has a booth oh, there. And, and they always know where I'm I am. I've heard of that company yeah. before on our commercials, for example. Yes. Anyway, uh, thank you for being with us as always. Join us next Saturday. Richard, our great engineer, thank you uh, as always for being with us. And uh, as I always tell you, please do not drink and drive. We want you back with us next week. Got great stuff ahead for you next week. So uh, have a wonderful week. I'm Mark Cohen along with Marsha Collier on WSRadio.com, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought. Are you frustrated by how little you understand about your computer or word processor? Or perhaps you'd just love to sell some of your very cool stuff on eBay? Do you think that reading a tech book would be just as hard? Enter the For Dummies series, famous for making great and easy-to-understand books on how to learn just about any subject in the universe. They have books like Laptops for Dummies, or Flipping Houses for Dummies, or even, you know, eBay for Dummies. The best thing about Dummies books is they're easy to read, easy to understand, and great fun. I've personally used many Dummies books, and everyone in the Dummies series is truly a learning adventure. What are you waiting for? Get off the couch. Run over to your computer and go to your favorite bookstore and get a For Dummies book today. Visit Dummies.com where you can find over a thousand topics to choose from. There's a Dummies book for you and every member of your family. Dummies books are brought to you by the great folks at Wiley Publishing. I know you're going to love them. (laughs) 